Welcome to our podcast. This is Erica and Arna. This is our first recording. Um, Arna is skipping work today. I am legitimately off work today. I'm off too. I, I have a note, okay? <laughs> she has a note. I do. Um, and we are trying to figure out what this whole podcast thing is about. So, a <clears throat> couple of things. We're regular people. But we have real jobs, like regular people do. And we want to make sure that we don't say anything too crazy on a podcast that might reveal too much about our inner thoughts. Because our inner thoughts might be frightening. Um, yeah. F it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially my dream. My dreams are very frightening. Sometimes I wake up, and I don't tell nobody what I dream about. Because I'm scared y'all going to lock me up. You know what? My dreams are, they either cut or call. Either I remember it, and it's like something that's very realistic, or I don't remember it. And then it's kind of like, I think I dreamed something, but I can't figure out what it is. Yeah. That's usually how it is. You can remember when you first wake up, and then it kind of starts it to fades, fade. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. We're sitting here today enjoying, enjoying some Italian food. I didn't eat the pasta. I wanted to eat the pasta, but I ate a I dozen tamales yesterday. Mm. So I figured I probably shouldn't eat pasta today. It's I- I yeah. had the pasta, and it was delicious. I know it was. Shout out to Polly's Restaurant wow. for their delicious bolognese pasta. If you're in Houston, get you some. Right. Uh, but my veggie sandwich was good, too. Don't hate. Um, <laughs> and we're also enjoying some delicious red wine that somebody bought for me from the Canary Islands. And we don't yeah. usually drink red wine because, you know, we're pretty unsophisticated when it comes to wine we yes, we, we are moscato, moscato girls <laughs> yeah <laughs> we just drink moscato and it's that grape juice with a kick i love it <laughs> like we're doing something right it, it feels fancy you can make you like a little cheese tray and drink some moscato you know but we're trying to do better we're um you know we're getting to that age and stage of life but we want to try to be more sophisticated when it comes to our libations yeah we can do a cocktail though i can always do a cocktail we can do a cocktail cocktails are cute they are i don't really like i don't ever want to be drunk really Mm -hmm. because i hate the loss the fact that i might lose control or like somebody might get over on me is very scary (laughs) to me so you know and i grew up around so many people drinking i'm just not mm, i don't ever want to be drunk so no, I bad. you can't control it. It's yeah. I, I have a problem with stuff that I can't stop for no reason. Drunk is stop. raggedy. Like that's yeah. not cute. It is. So mm, no, nah, I don't want to be drunk. I remember when the first few times I had something to drink, I would sit there in my head and try to make sure I was still okay. So I would like sit there and like uh do like multiplication tables in my head and try to like do equations and try oh, to make sure I was still like <laughs> on it like because I don't want to be not on it <laughs> so I'll be Something sitting there like in the club like what's the quadratic equation square root of <laughs> but yeah you know um, you can't make problem yourself out of that situation <laughs> no officer I've got this <laughs> yeah so I just you know but as I've gotten older as long as somebody's with me that I trust namely my husband then you know I'll imbibe a little bit and see where it takes me and it hadn't taken me anywhere extravagant yet I still say appeal is faster but whatever Yeah. note to all the kids out there don't take pills no don't, don't do it 
No, drugs are bad. Don't do, do drugs, kid. I'm just going to pop it on in. Yeah. So, one thing that I wanted to talk about on a serious note is all of the recordings that are being posted on social media demonstrating police brutality. Like, it's it's a very... It's a very serious topic to me. I've never been arrested. And I actually grew up in a law enforcement household. So I have a take on it that's probably a little bit unique. But the video, I just saw a video today. It was an old video. It was from last year in Detroit. Um, and then, but, you know, if you just talk about the recent ones, I mean, Sean King, um, a lot of people know, posts continuously. Um, if you follow him on Facebook, he posts continuously about police brutality and other injustices that are going on. And there seems to be a video, a new video like weekly. And I happen to feel like, you know, I, I have a career as what we call a, a public service related career. I'm in healthcare. And just like the police officers and the firefighters and the teachers and people who work with the general public. Mm-hmm. So... There are some standards that are put in place in my own profession that um, that reflect the fact that when you are in contact with the general public, there are certain standards of behavior that are expected and warranted. And, um, you know, I just think that if these police officers were intelligent and they realized that social media and the invention of cell phone recording and Facebook Live and all these different avenues exist, they will modify behavior so that um, their industry does not begin to crumble onto itself. And that's the same in healthcare. We have things now, um, patient satisfaction scores. Patient satisfaction scores are on some level they are hard to deal with when the when the person filling out the survey is talking about you it's very personal but that is the direction that healthcare is going and it's one of those things where um you either get with it or quit it if you don't like the fact that patient satisfaction scores are driving changes in the industry then you have to find a new industry so for the police officers out there who see that social media is going to start driving some changes whether they believe it or not it's going to drive changes in the way people police they have to modify behavior and tactics in in accordance to that because just as much as they are watching us we are now watching them well here's the thing i i I know you spoke about them being you know if they were intelligent i think that you know you have many officers who who are intelligent but what what we fail to realize is just like in most other professions um i think the issue is one of two things number one um we have people who may not necessarily be fit for the position they're in because they know somebody it's a you know, this person got me on because it's real big, you know, by somebody got me on the police force, somebody got me on over here, whatever. So that's the first thing. And so what happens is when someone gets you on, a couple of other things happen. Number one, when you're facing a situation that has to be, I think that that has to be as much of a calling as a lot of these other professions that people are in that you really and truly have to have a heart to do. And if you don't have a heart to do that type of work, then you shouldn't do that type of work. Well, how much of a calling are... But first of all, I'm not saying police officers aren't intelligent. I'm saying that the ones who are doing this stuff while they know they're being recorded aren't intelligent. Well, here's the thing. Not not necessarily... When I say calling, I mean, if you're scared, 
you know, you shouldn't be. If you got, you know, a situation where you're afraid and you're in fear of your life and things like that. If you if you don't have that military state of mind where people in the military, you never hear about them doing anything. I mean, I'm quite certain that there are some type of situations where people have done things, you know, that aren't ethical or, you know, uh, or things of that nature. But the problem is most of those people run to the danger and they don't think twice about it because they know how to act, you know, a certain way. But police officers, it's a different type thing. What's the main issue? Well, that they you have, have to look at the machine, though. The machine—that's the whole purpose of exposing this stuff. The machine is such where to be accepted as a police officer does not require the same level of education or training as many other positions, point. and the pay also is not reflective of the environment that they are are entering every day and the danger they're putting themselves in. The guys that we see on TV usually are beat cops they're patrol guys mm-hmm. they're the lower level guys right. they're not the ones who got the college degree they're not detectives they're, they're not, not they detectives office jobs right so choose. you know we're not seeing the cream of the crop it is the excuse me for saying this but it's the goons and the minions that are getting recorded but the problem is the the goons and the minions aren't being they got put on they didn't get properly trained whereas in the military you go and you do your basic training and, and whatever job else that you have to do but if you, you take a training. vet you're not gonna be able to pay that vet thirty four thousand dollars to work in jackson mississippi police department you're gonna have to take that vet and give him more money than that well, and therein lies another problem because when I'm entrusting you with my life or the life of my children, I need you to make more. I need you to be able to, you know, uh, make more money. I need you to get paid more money because I need you to be able to do what it takes. There's a weeding out and thinning out process that has to happen. I'm going to try to have a couple of cops that are good at what they do and that qualified and have a lot of people out there who are out here randomly shooting people or whatever. And then we have to deal with these types of so issues. quality versus quantity. I think that's important. That's that's the whole argument though. Do they want men on the street or do they you know they just want bodies out there or do they want quality officers yeah you could go and get a bunch of people with psychology degrees and you can get people with criminal justice degrees whatever that means mm-hmm. uh and a law degrees or whatever but the fact is when somebody does get a, a pre-law degree they're not gonna settle for a four thousand dollar job and you put that to be a seventy five thousand dollar job that's fine if these people who were you know, it's just so many layers. It's just like trying to fix education, mm-hmm. trying to fix health care, right. trying to fix uh, the judicial system. Law enforcement is the very duty hole of the legal system. <laughs> it's, the, it's the butt end of it. You know, right. it all really goes, builds on itself all the way to a Supreme Court level. Mm-hmm. So the law enforcement leg of it or arm of it is so much the low rent district when it comes to the judicial system that you get what you get now Mm -hmm. i'm not saying we don't need them because other countries there's so much corruption not that we don't have any but there's so much corruption in other countries when it comes to law enforcement or there's no uh 911 that you can call so it is better than what else is available in other places Mm -hmm. But uh, I, there's still a lot job. of work to do. Yeah, there's still a whole lot of work to do. We have to do a lot more um, policing the police, you know, and things of that nature and training. Well, um, that's why I said they watching us. We watching them now too. So somebody gonna to respond. Yeah. yeah, somebody <laughs> about to respond. All right, this is a completely random topic. Completely like way off from what we were talking about just a minute ago, which is police brutality. <laughs> Now I'm going to talk about something I posted yesterday as a PSA on Facebook. Um, jail manicures. 
in the UV light. <laughs> you know, this really bothered me a few years ago. Uh, I was very concerned about my hands getting wrinkly looking. And um, I was trying to figure out how to avoid that. And I saw these little gloves on Facebook that were like, some Michael Jackson-ish type stuff, like some gloves with the fingertips cut out. And I was like, people are going to look at me like I'm crazy if I pull these gloves out of the nail shop. I didn't buy the gloves. You should have. And I like the way the gel looks because it's the only thing that lasts long enough, you know, for it to be worth the money. But, you know, just as I started to neglect the fact that I was worried about that, you know, it's like two or three years I've been, like, getting my little gel done all cute. And then this article pops up about some pageant girl that got um nail melanoma or cancer from uh yeah from getting all the uv light exposure because she was you know she's a pageant girl so she was getting her nails done all the time i don't know how long she had been doing i don't know how often she was going in there i'm sure it's dose dependent but it's basically a tanning bed for your hands Mm -hmm. and i have a little bit of melanin to help me out so i'm like well it shouldn't be that bad but i do feel like my hands got more wrinkly a little bit i have since moved to um the dipping. Right. The dip now, powder. here's the thing about the dip powder. It's always something. It's always something, ain't it? Mm-hmm. So, I was like, maybe I'll do the dip. But then my sister was like, but that's unsanitary. Because she was like, y'all all dip y'all hand in the same little stuff. You know, like the whole hand, like under the nail juices and everything, being the same little dip. And I was like, that's yeah. true. So, yeah. I was like, why don't they just, like, give you, like, an individual, like, tube where you just stick one finger in at a time and then they throw away that tube? Or, they like... They probably could manage it a little they bit They could, but I don't think they really care. But they don't because they buy... Because they, they could also bulk. just give you some sunblock to put on to your put hand hands, before yeah. you get under the light. So, I think you need to press the issue and make them of you need to put some sunblock on my hands before you put me under that light. Mm-hmm. Or, if you're doing a dip thing, I want my own dip container because... Right. That's nasty. But here's the thing. The way they do it, because you actually dip your finger in there, they could easily just pour it on and then let the excess fall off. I mean, so yeah. there's, there's, still, there's still other ways. Like pipette it, you know, like right. yeah, like dropper it on there or something. The, the, the fact of the matter is uh, these people are, are concerned about volume and dollars. So anything that is, it takes extra time, it's an extra step. Anything that costs them more money takes away from the bottom line. I mean, you know. So ultimately, you know, unless somebody says, I don't want that, you know. Well, the whole nail shop concept, you know, it's not the cleanest thing. My sister's a podiatrist and she always said, stay away from the nail shop. I did get a fungus in my toe one time. (laughs) (laughs) It really hurt my feelings real bad. That I had a fungus in my toenail, and I had to take that medicine, dirty medicine. I was allergic to it. I got hives, and I oh had to start. Yes, it was drama all because of their nail shop. Yes, trying to have some cute toes because you know y'all <laughs> mean be thinking we supposed to have cute toes in the summertime, and it stay hot down here so long. You have like your toes out like nine months out of the year. Yeah, you really do. But um, I just think that the sanitation requirements for those environments needs to be. Uh, just a little bit tightened up because yeah. it, it's it's their easy fixes. I've even seen people reuse paraffin wax, which I think is absolutely gross. And it, you know what? Now I'm I'm starting since you said that, and what I think about it, I'm starting to see that not many people use do paraffin anymore. So that could be the reason why maybe it was a, a health issue. Well, they or, put it in the little baggies now, but I'm like, who's to say you're not taking that little baggie of paraffin and like dumping it in the back in the back and melting it back down together again? I don't know what y'all doing, right? Because I can't understand nothing that's being said. I ain't trying to be funny, no shade. Mm. I'm all I'm not like the little lawyer dude in New York. I believe everybody should speak whatever language they want to. Right. I just don't know what you're saying, and that's <laughs> that's nothing against you. It's against me for being dumb and not knowing what you're saying. <laughs> so. Well, um, I, I do think we need to 
tighten up so, on, so we on have nails. So either having cancer potentially yeah. or having fungus. Cancer or, or fungus, fungus, which right. one do you want? You want gel or you want the dip? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's best, but it, well, I guess the fungus is better. Yeah, the fungus might be the better choice. Yeah, stop chewing. All right, we're gonna sign out pretty soon, but before we go, a couple of things. One, I don't know if y'all saw this Beyonce mask that's circulating. Uh, some Catholic church, I think in California, held a Beyonce themed mass. Oh wow. And they had a young priest speaking mm-hmm. saying that Beyonce was more of a theologian than some of the other modern day uh religious figures of the Catholic Church. I need evidence. Uh I don't need evidence because I just I'm I just, not Catholic so I'm sad them folks business. I just want to see what 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 makes you form that type of, of, it, of thought. It, it it don't matter. It it don't <laughs> matter. You can have that thought all you want to have it. Uh I found it to be tomfoolery. Blasphemy uh, is what it is. Blasphemy. I don't think she would endorse it. I'm hoping she I don't smart know she would. if she would I mean she wouldn't publicly endorse it, I know. Um I know she has worn a lot of costumes and stage um attire that has religious reference religious cultural reference or whatever i just can't i i I shouldn't even say i know because i don't really pay attention to beyonce very much no offense to her i'm just not you know i'm not part of the hive um for me when people get so popular in modern culture that they that they have a, a cult following, I tend to back away because the cult oh. following is too much for my brain. That swimsuit, that swimsuit-ish type, you know, so I can't I can't put those two together. I can't put any Well, her always wearing a onesie. Yeah. And a religion. The, right, the swimsuit. Religious people know, wear type. onesies too, girl, didn't you know? In public? I'm just saying. <laughs> mm. I'm just asking. I, I mean, I'm not, not hating anything like that. I mean... If, if I, I was could, like yes, that, baby. I, if I, would if be I had Beyonce's body, baby. <laughs> I probably would wear even less than the onesie that she traditionally right. sports. Um, she does wear more clothes that. sometimes, but it's not even about her. It's just about how people are just ridiculous. It's just the bottom line. People are just ridiculous but sometimes. Do we need somebody to follow so much that we resort to, you know, putting Beyonce on the same? You know, on the same playing field with theologian. Is that what we're doing? We're not doing anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. We are talk. recording a podcast about these people who are doing uh, these such acts. Um, I, was, I, I just going to consider it a blip on the radar. I don't think that that's going to be a movement at all by the Catholic Church. This is something that this particular just church is trying. to get somebody just, you know, debate that piece. Just for kids. Somebody else can do that because I don't even want (laughs) to debate with them because if anybody who is pro, I mean, I guess somebody could be pro in the sense that we need to reach out to everybody. Just like people didn't agree with Kirk Franklin when he first came out in his style. Uh, But they had a little bleep. I was a little blip that uh, on his new, um, some marriage um, show, I think it's Black in Love or something like that, where his wife was talking about. You know some of the, the 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 mistakes that he made as a young you know married um uh spiritual person in the spotlight and some of yeah. the you know 
Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he, that's. But see, he went into that line of entertainment. He mm-hmm. went into gospel entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is um, this is different. Mm-hmm. This is somebody she did not go into this field. She has been kind of forced into it mm-hmm. by them deciding to have a Beyonce theme mask. She did not ask for that. So to she her, didn't speak out against it either. She has not spoken out against it that I know of as of yet. But she doesn't speak very often in general. So when we don't say anything, is that you know what? What is? What did that say? <laughs> I mean, I mm, I do feel like a lot of artists. If you don't have anything decent to say about a subject, then you should keep it to yourself. I'm not talking about her, but I'm talking about other artists that I've seen who chose to have a voice, like Kanye. You chose you to speak about something you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You just about. shouldn't speak. Yeah. Be um, but he got some problems. But um, she didn't speak on it. She doesn't speak very often anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, will she speak on it? I don't know. Probably I don't not. even flip and care. Uh, the whole point of it is people are thirst buckets <laughs> for Beyonce and whoever else that they can like pine mm-hmm. over. And that's cool. Do you? But don't bring it on the avenue. Uh, <laughs> we're not about to do that in my church. <laughs> and, you know, it just seems like it was a bit ridiculous to me. But that's only opinion. And guess what? Mine's the only one that counts because this is my podcast. Peace.